We are duck hunting fanatics. Knee deep in the duck blind. If it flies, it dies. Only duck hunting fanatics know what it feels like to see a brightly colored Drake Mallard cup its wings and soar towards your decoys. It's what we do and it's what we love. Duck hunting fanatics with boots on the ground, eyes in the skies reports. And we get it from professional duck guides all across the country. We interview them for their top tips and tricks from their years of experience from the duck hunting blind. This is Duck Hunting Fanatics, and this is Eric Wilkes. Greetings, friends and fellow duck hunting fanatics. Eric Wilkes here with another episode of Knee Deep in the Duck Blind. Uh, and today we have a very special guest. And you can actually, for those of you that are watching this, can see his website here. We have uh, a gentleman by the name of Scott with us today from The Sporting Chef. Scott, thanks for being here, man. We appreciate you appreciate you coming on the show. Good to be here, man. I'm always good to talk about ducks. Yeah, buddy. Now, I know we were just talking a little bit beforehand. You just shot a couple of interesting duck hunting shows um, for the Outdoor Channel. Can you just fill us in a little bit on what that is? Well, for the I have a show called Dead Meat, where we um, we go after some of the less uh, targeted species like python, iguana, nutria, a bunch of shit nobody wants to eat. But um, we also like to go to different locations. So we did a surf scoter hunt in the San Francisco Bay uh, with the San Francisco skyline in the background. And, you know, we've, we've, had, we've all had sea ducks, or most of us have, and most of us would rather have a pintail than a scoter. But I got to tell you, these scoters were exceptional. Once you pull the orange fat off these things and you cooked them side by side, with a mallard, I know people are going to go, there's no way a mallard tasted like a scoter or a scoter tasted like a mallard. It was really, really, really good. All I did was a very simple brine cooked it. It was great. And then we went down to a place called the Salton Sea. So about two and a half hours east of San Diego, there was a lake that's twice the size of Lake Tahoe. So it was, it was a, a breach in the Colorado River several years ago. It filled this big valley area. They stocked it with saltwater fish like corvina and tilapia. They built big resorts. There was water skiing. People had these beautiful homes. And then the lake just started going down. The only water coming back into it after they fixed the breach was from irrigation. And so the salinity got so bad, everything died. So when you hunt there now, you look around and it's like the hills have eyes. It's really kind of a freaky looking place. There's actually a town called Slab City where it used to be a Navy base and they had, but they left all the foundations for the buildings. And these squatters came in since the mid fifties and built structures on top that they're calling houses. They have no power, water, electricity. If you go to the far outskirts of it, you see where they dump all their garbage I guarantee you there's drugs involved and they're just there <laughs> off, living off the grid in Slab City and there's no ramps left on the lake anymore. So wow. in order to put a boat in, it's basically four wheeling, find a semi flat spot where you can get a trailer in, back it in there and the whole top of the water or the whole base of it, it's a crust of fish bones and sand wow. And if you break through it, it's about eight feet of quicksand. 
So you have to be really careful and you have yeah. to know where you are. So if you're thinking you can just go out to the Salton Sea and go shoot a bunch of ducks, don't do it. We went with a guide, Salton Sea Outdoors. Sean Gingry is his name. He's the only guy I would trust to hunt the Salton Sea. And what you do there is you look for a couple of places where they have fresh water coming in. Um, and the first day it was all spoonies. And I'm not a spoonie snob. I cook spoonies for people all the time. I just don't tell them they're spoonies till afterwards. <laughs> and, and then we went to another place in another area and we were shooting, we're shooting pintail, widgeon, uh, some spoonies. There were even some surf scoters out there. Um, it was a mixed bag, but bring lots of shells. There's a ton of shooting, but just don't go there on your own because you'll probably die. There's way too many things that could go wrong. In the don't song. need that. <laughs> Yeah, go with it. Go with go with Sean Gingery, and you probably won't die. That sounds like a great idea, and that sounds very interesting and very fun. Um, you know, and 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 as I understand it, you're also the cooking editor for Ducks Unlimited magazine, correct? I am. I and I I have been for the last fifteen years or so, and um, so it's you know I, I still stay connected to to the cooking of the ducks um, even though you know I'm I'm not cooking as much on TV anymore I'm still out there cooking quite a bit um, you know I'm I'm known more for cooking than I am for pulling the trigger um, <laughs> and what I really miss what I'm what I'm doing right now is I'm trying to uh, be on camera less produce shows we've got four series we've got the fishmonger dead meat sporting chef. And our new series, Ranch America, that'll start on Outdoor Channel next uh, first quarter. Um, but what I really miss is duck hunting and fishing with my friends. Um, I've spent the last 20 years, you know, cranking out TV shows, doing a lot of personal appearances um, with Outdoor and Sportsman Channel. We have a program called Hunt, Fish, Feed, where we feed uh, first responders and uh, you know, military families and things. We feed them uh, wild game. We did a thousand people at the Great Lakes Naval Base in Ch near Chicago with uh, salmon out of Lake Michigan. Um, and I've got, I've passed on the baton to somebody else on that. Um, no more personal appearances. I'm going to produce TV shows and hunt and fish like I used to. Well, that's awesome. You're getting back to the back to your roots and what what got it all started, right? And so that's hunting without fun. a camera, yeah, that's my that's my goal. Yeah, uh, there you know, and I I've tried hunting with a camera. There's there's a, there's a certain amount of pressure. You know, you got to have a kill shot. That's what everybody wants to see, right? <laughs> you got to see kill shots. And if you try and pull a kill shot out of another show, people are going to go, "Hey, wait a minute." We saw that. That did, that wasn't there. That light wasn't. And they in the disown you. <laughs> yeah, you. And you can see that when you watch other people's shows. If they need kill shots, yeah. Um, normally, what you see if people don't kill ducks is they'll do a best of show. That's yep. kind of a, yeah. And we, we've yep. done a few of those ourselves because uh, the Sporting Chef was on uh, last year was its twentieth year on the air. So wow. That's yeah. unbelievable. And, and I'm sure you have, you know, I know, and I can see right here, for those of you that are watching this, um, you know, there's, there's countless recipes that Scott has out here. You guys can go get right off of his, uh, right off of his website, anything from duck to quail to just all sorts of wild game. You see here, small game, upland game, you name it. Uh, you know, obviously you're, no, you're known for cooking Scott and, and, and people want to know how to cook shit. So what's your favorite way to cook a duck? I never cook a whole duck and people that do that, I think are making a big mistake. If you ever go to a duck feed 
and, and everybody's got whole ducks, whether they're cooking them in a smoker or whatever, if the breasts are medium rare, like I like them to be, the legs and thighs aren't edible. So during the season, I've got a bag of legs and thighs that I save from the big ducks. You know, I'll cook a whole teal, occasionally a whole wood duck, but for the most part, for the larger ducks, man, those legs and thighs are really sinewy. So those at medium rare, to me, aren't worth eating. So I cook those low and slow. I'll brown them and braise them, uh, brown them in a little bit of oil, put them into a, uh, a roasting container with some uh, celery, carrot, onion, a little wine, maybe, or a can of beer or whatever, just some liquid in there, low heat, covered up. In about three hours, those legs are going to start pulling off the bone. That's when you stop, cool them off. And then when you take those, the breasts and you, let's say you throw them on a grill, you take those tender legs now and you put those on the grill and cook them next to the duck breasts. And people will just be amazed. The first thing they'll say is, man, what did you do to these duck legs to make them so tender but i also brine everything i cook um, every duck or goose um, i use a high mountain brine um, it's what i like about the high mountain brine is it has a little sodium nitride in it and what that does is it gives it kind of a reddish color as opposed to the purple color because where we lose a lot of people on rare to medium rare is they see what looks like blood and then they freak out and these yep. are the same people that order a well-done steak, which freaks me out. And so um, brine it first, get some of that, that capillary blood out, the myoglobin out. It's not really blood, but get that out of there. And that kind of mellows it out. But it doesn't make it not taste like duck. So what a lot of people do is they go to extraordinary lengths to make their duck not taste like duck. And the duck poppers are a great example. Duck yep. popper are exceptional they're the absolute first thing that ever gets eaten at a feed because they're really good but i think what, why they're really good is because of the jalapeno bacon and cream cheese because if you could put your finger in there and it would taste about the same but it's really really good um so poppers are great but what my favorite my go-to recipe for people that say they don't like duck is i'll take a duck breast after it's been brined pat it dry rub it with a little bit of salt and pepper and after you've brined it you want to use less salt because the brine's going to add brine salt to the salt. Right. Brown it on both sides. Once it's about 120 degrees, I'm going to add a splash of wine, red wine, a little balsamic vinegar, maybe some fresh rosemary and garlic. When the breast is medium rare, I'm going to pull that out. I'm going to keep reducing that wine, whisking a little bit of butter. That's it. I'm going to slice the duck breast up a little bit, drizzle, not bury it with some of that sauce. Just put a little bit over the top. And that changes people's mind. People will say, what did you do to this duck? Yep. And what I normally do is a lot less than what a lot of other people do. It's not, it really isn't all that complicated. Less is more. We say that a lot. Less is more. Very much so. And it's the same with, uh, we talk about decoy setups a lot. And a lot of times, depending on the, the, the season and where you're hunting, you know, 90% of the time, less is, less is more. Yeah. Uh, I, I live in Northern California and, and, we have a over a hundred day duck season. We can shoot seven greenheads a day, which surprises a lot of people because it is California, which is the most annoying place politically to live in the universe. <laughs> That's a whole nother can of worms. <laughs> well, maybe New York, New York, and all the worst things in the universe are in the country. Started New York and California, and then they just kind of infect the rest of the country. So, 
Um, I, I don't feel even a little bit responsible for it, but I do apologize on behalf of the, the rational people in the state. <laughs> no, and, and listen, um, uh, no hard feelings here. I think, you know, most of our hunters would, would agree with that. And, you know, again, uh, we, we appreciate you being on the show. Anything else you'd like to share with, uh, with, with our guys, with, uh, with, with, with our, our duck hunting crowd? No, I mean, I would highly recommend that you go to the ducks.org website because I've got 15 years of recipes there. Um, there's also some videos. Where I was on the DU TV show for a number of years. And, you know, you, you just want to treat your ducks and geese appropriately. Um, if you've got a diver duck that's a little bit more pronounced in flavor, nothing wrong with using a marinade with some a little acidic in it that's going to kind of mellow it out a little bit. Um, you know, I eat sponies. I've even, I've even done shows on, uh, on mud hens on, um, and, and for those who don't eat coots, they really don't have a whole lot of flavor, you know, and here we can shoot 25 right. of them. Now I haven't shot a coot since we shot them for the TV show. Cause why, why would I, when I'm shooting, when there's mallards and pintail around, right. but, <laughs> um, but just keep in mind that whatever preconceived notions you may have about your ducks and geese, if you think that snow geese are not edible, most of the people that I talk to that say, oh, you can't eat snow geese, haven't eaten a snow goose or they haven't eaten one in 20 years. Most right. of the people, most of it is, is, a, is built on reputation, not on experience or on fact. And so, you know, I would rather eat a snow goose than a Canada goose to me. That I would agree with. But a lot of people go, honkers, man, I'll eat a snow goose over a honker anytime. The honkers, you know, you go to, it's like sawing through these things, especially the graders. They're, you know, it's a, it's a tough piece of meat. Right. Um, but just because you have a tough piece of meat like a honker doesn't mean all is lost. You can, you can cut it into cubes and pound it and that'll tenderize it and make it into little, little medallions. Mm -hmm. You can slice it really, really thinly across the grain and do a stir fry with it. Um, but if you, you know, I've, I've been to game feeds where, where people brought a whole roasted honker oh, no. in for their contribution. Wow. It may look pretty on a platter, but you can't eat this thing. No, <laughs> I've never eaten it like that. <laughs> no, it's a horrible idea. It just, it, you know, somebody read, saw it in a magazine and it looked like a Christmas goose, but you and I both know it doesn't eat like a domestic goose. Nobody's eating that. No. <laughs> it's uh -uh. like one no. bite and be like, all right, I'm done. And, uh, okay, yeah, bye. I think it was probably still there at the end of the night. <laughs> Doesn't surprise me. No. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, hey, Scott, appreciate you hanging out with us for a few minutes. Um, for those of you that are, you know, watching this or listening, you know, Scott has uh, the sportingchef.com, just sportingchef.com out there. Go visit his website. Um, again, he's got a bunch of recipes on there too, no matter what type of game that you're trying to prepare uh, he's been in this industry a really long time. Definitely check out some of his recipes. Give him a try. If you scroll to the bottom, you'll see the link to all of his socials. So check him out on social too. And just send him a little bit of love. Let him know that you guys are listening and paying, paying attention and uh, that you appreciate some of the stuff that he's putting out. So Scott, once again, appreciate you being on the show, man. Uh, we'll, we'll try to have you on another episode in the future and uh, we can talk more about this and maybe have you, uh, maybe we'll have you actually doing some cooking. Very cool. <laughs> we'll do it. Sounds good. Well, hey, thanks to our listeners. We appreciate you guys tuning in and uh, we'll see you guys on another episode of Knee Deep in the Dunk Duck Blind. Everybody have a great day. We are duck hunting fanatics. Knee Deep in the Duck Blind.
If it flies, it dies.